Welcome back to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Mary Davidson. In this episode, we are talking about lessons learned in events and business in 2021. We're taking a moment to reflect back on this last year and hope that you can gain some insights from these lessons that we've learned. Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast. Welcome back, friends. We have another episode with the Better Events Podcast. I'm Logan Clements, one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host, Mary Davidson. And Mary, can you believe it is our final episode of 2021? I literally cannot believe it. It's That's crazy. And thanks to everyone for being here. Oh my gosh, we've made it through a year. <laughs> we made it. That's probably the main sentiment. We but before we, we jump into today's episode, uh, we are going to start with an icebreaker. So- Mary, what's one thing you want to do before the end of 2021 that would you that you would regret not doing? And this could be a business or personal. Okay, so I may have prompted this question and I didn't think of an answer. Gosh, why does that happen? Um, so there's so many business things I feel like I could say, um, but I think I'll keep it maybe personal. So what something that I would love to do by the end of the year is um do like a day in Seattle. So we're in the we're in the Washington area, right? Okay, everyone listening. Um we're in the Seattle area, but I don't really go do like touristy activities ever. I don't know how you all are, but like I don't explore my home area basically. That's something I've been I keep keep saying all year that I want to do that. Now it's kind of rainy, weather's not awesome, but still I'd like to do that by the end of the year. I think that would be fun. So that's just one thing. What about you? One thing I want to do before the end of the year. I mean, I'm about to go on vacation. So <laughs> that is honestly, it is. it has been through some trials and tribulations, but I'm going on vacation and I'm finishing the year out strong with some time off because I think 2022 is going to be busy in a good way, but also it's one of my goals is to take more time to rest in the new year. And so I'm starting it early <laughs> and making sure that I am doing my vacation. So I will be uh, doing some snowboarding, which we've talked about in some other live stream events we've done. I'm really bad at it. So I'm just ready to <laughs> be bad and hopefully get a little bit better and just enjoy some hot cocoa and maybe a hot tub for my sore muscles. Oh my gosh. I'm excited for you. Take a video, post it on the Instagram. I will post lots of, there will be lots of social capture and hopefully I come back just feeling maybe slightly sore, but very excited. Um, (laughs) And I feel like Mary, we talked about because it's the beginning of the year or the end of the year, but like this is the end of season one of the Better Events podcast. Like we made it through a whole season. I know. It's pretty crazy. (laughs) It's, I, I mean, so we launched in April for those that maybe haven't been with us the whole time. And here we are. We made it to December. And it's feeling good. Yeah. Over 30 episodes, weekly releases. So thank you, everybody. I know. 35 episodes, and we've made it to the end of season one. We've made it through the end of 2021. It's pretty cool. I will say if you're someone listening and you're interested in starting a podcast, 
my number one recommendation to you is find an accountability partner. Maybe you don't want to have a wonderful co-host like I do with Mary and you're trying to do it solo, but set up, like find somebody else who's also trying to start a podcast or, I mean, it helps if they kind of can know what you're going through. But like that is, I think I've wanted to have a podcast for probably like four or five years. I honestly bought this podcasting microphone like four or five years ago um, and then just never did it until I finally had a buddy like Mary who was like, we're going to make this happen. And it just helps you actually follow through when you have somebody else in your corner. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's been so it's been more fun, I feel like, because we can like well, well it's more fun, like fun banter and then we can lean on each other more accountability like you said. So, now's the time. You just got to do it. Honestly, looking back, I'm like surprised we did it. Uh, like I'm like, "Oh, that actually worked." Like, good. That's awesome. I hope and people so, don't think we like didn't have confidence in our concept. <laughs> no. We're so happy we made it. But like you're, there's a lot of creative <laughs> endeavors, I think, that get off the ground and then you get burnt yeah. out and, you know, yeah. other things happen. And I've just been really proud of us that we've it's continued and it's still something I get. I mean, we say it every episode we're excited and I'm I, that's not a lie. I am honestly excited about every single one of our episodes. So, yeah. And we're excited for next season, which we'll tease more at the end of this episode. So stick around and learn more about what's coming up. Yeah. So just a little bit of why we chose this topic today of talking about lessons learned and events and business in 2021. This is like my favorite activity to do as a business owner is just kind of reflect and look back because I feel like you have to look back sometimes to see how far you've come and it helps kind of shape your goals going forward. And we got to hear some of our amazing guests last week who shared some of their lessons learned and advice they would have given themselves back at the start of the year. And uh, this episode's a little bit more about us, but we're going to kind of break it up both in a bucket about events lessons learned as well as business lessons learned. So if you are someone here who's in the event industry, lucky you, it will all probably apply to you. If you're a small business owner, uh, the event part is interesting and probably applicable, but that business sec section at the, at the later half is probably going to be more your jam. Um, and we just hope you're going to be able to relate to some of these experiences that, that we've had and have some nuggets of information you can take with you to have 2022 be the, even better than I don't want to say the best year ever, but even better than 2021 is. Yeah, totally. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear what you have learned and share things as well. So should we start with event lessons? Yeah. Why don't you kick us off, Mary? What was your, what was one of the event lessons you learned from this year? Yeah. So um, I will say just a quick little like plug. I don't know if it's a plug or it's just a story. So I, <laughs> um, I actually have this business journal. I do have it right here if you're watching our video. Um, it's, it doesn't look purple, but it's purple anyway. Um, and I write down like random lessons learned in there and it's just so that I can recall them like in, in time to come, just things I can reflect back on or for like moments like this, to be honest, because it's hard to remember things. And so when we talked about doing this episode, I was like, yes, I actually have some stuff written down. So shout out to doing a journal like that. I totally recommend it. Um, but so, oh, I, by the way, Logan, maybe that's how you feel with your YouTube videos. I was just thinking that because those are actually a really great way to reflect on how events have been probably the last year. But um, so all that being said, we'll jump into the first uh, event lesson learned for me. And that is that it's just the importance of innovation this last year. Um, innovation and especially for virtual events has been integral during this time and to those that didn't perhaps missed out on an opportunity who didn't jump on that virtual bandwagon. 
Um, and I think that this innovation is going to continue. We've talked about this before, but just, just the importance um, of that was really solidified this year for me. Yeah, I hear that. I think my one of my big event lessons from this year was um, a little bit, it kind of bleeds, I guess, into the business side too, but reaching out, it's important to reach out and follow up with old clients. And when I say old, these are clients that you've worked with maybe in 2020, maybe they're clients you haven't even worked with since 2019 or even 2018. Um, but I got several events this year purely because I reached out to a client at the right time. They were in need of something and they hadn't told me that. It just happened to kind of work out that way. But I don't think necessarily I would have been the first person they called had I not done my initial outreach. So if you're trying to figure out a way to grow your event business, just think of something that either adds value to them or reminds you of that person and or just have like a targeted question. Like for me, it would be like, hey, reaching out. Do you need any help with your upcoming XYZ as the title of the event? Because I've seen that's something that's coming up a couple months from now. And that just kind of helps tailor the conversation and is a little more specific than just saying, hey, can I pick your brain or would you like to have a call? You know, having some call to action because you might think it's been a while, but honestly, there's a lot of people out there who are still in business and still looking to work with you. So reach out and follow up with old clients. I love that one. That's something that is on my list for this month. So super glad you said that. Love it. Um, my next one is to not discount contingency plans, which we do have an episode all about contingency plans. So make sure you go take a lesson. We'll link it in the show notes. But um, basically, there's just a lot of room for error with events, in my opinion, especially virtual events, just because there's like that extra technology piece more so. And so that's just a lesson that I keep learning again and again and again. So, uh, you know, they're just super important. So not to forget that. And as time goes on, for sure, that's going to be applicable still. So, yeah. And we, we mind linked on that one. Mine was test, 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 and test some more. And this yeah. was, like you said, very my, my YouTube videos do turn out to be nice little time capsules. And I'm always proud when I listen back and they still ring true. But my one of my lessons learned from 2020 was test, test, and test some more. And I feel <laughs> like I learned that. I applied it to my 2021 and I still come out of it saying- You relearned it. <laughs> do more testing. There's, like, yeah. there's no infinite amount. I've- um, it's, it really just holds true, especially as you expand into hybrid. If you are a, an event person, vendor, host who is doing some setup for the first time ever, test it all. Test how you bring on speakers. Test what your Wi-Fi is like. Test how you're going to look at this graphic. Test transitions. Like You can never do too much. I, I always say it's like the biggest compliment would be to be like, wow, we had too many rehearsals. And I will tell you, I've never had that set on a project I'm on, but- mm -hmm. It just, you, you you can never, you know, have that much testing. It's never too much at this point because there's more variables involved as our event setups get more complicated. Totally. Yeah. Ugh, so true. Well, do you want to send, give us another one, Logan, since that sure. one was similar? Yeah. So this one was another event lesson. As an event professional, I recommend that you provide options in your proposal. Now, this doesn't sound maybe too crazy, um, something you might already be doing, but I found whenever I meet with a client who um, is thinking about whatever they want for their project, I often give them options. Sometimes you could call it a low, medium, high. Right now, I've just found a lot of event clients don't know exactly what they need in terms of if it's virtual, if it's in-person, even the hybrid world. It's a very different level of effort on my end if I physically go to your location or if I do this all from my home. And what I found is it it's more time on my end to make those options, but it also helps my client better understand whether it's a budget constraint or what they really need and just laying out what the difference is between the three. I'm very explicit in that of like, this includes me here. This includes me virtual. 
This includes me not doing all this post-event editing stuff. So if you are an event license would be to give those options because I'm finding more and more as we do hybrid and the world is still feels very new in the hybrid space that a lot of clients don't really necessarily know what they need until you kind of spell it out for them. And then they can pick the one that best fits what they're looking for. I like that a lot. Yeah. I'm actually I'm making a note right now. So Write it down, Mary. It is helpful. I will, I will, I will benefit say, off your lesson. Yeah. yeah. I will also say too, in a time where I feel like a lot of people are changing their minds and with variants, like we're living with COVID is around. It's not going to go away in 2022. Like it's going to be around. And by having those options in front of the client already, they also know like, what does it look like if all of a sudden we went a hundred percent virtual and you don't have to get that explicit, but I found demonstrating why the effort is different, why the price tag is different from the get-go helps set your client up for success. Yeah. Good one. Awesome. Um, Well, I have one more event one and then feel free to add any others, of course, Logan. But so my last one is to provide, um, I, I learned the importance of providing inclusive and accessible event options. And that's something that I just feel really strongly about, I think is really important. And that's also why I really love virtual and hybrid events is because I feel like they are more inclusive and more accessible to certain audiences. And so, um, so yeah, just, you know, reflecting back, I would say that that is a lesson that I learned this year. And I, I feel like it's something that people, I don't often hear them talk about. And so I hope it's something people continue to let like consider as time goes on, because I think it's like vastly important. And so not to be discounted. Yes, that should definitely be a part of people's planning processes. Um, my other one for an event, but a event lesson from this year would be if you're an event professional, adding a virtual event skills and event, event virtual events to your toolkit is only going to help you scale your business. And I say this, I got to look back at some of my my revenue as an event business, and I literally have doubled compared to 2019. What I've done in 2021 is t- twice as much as what I did in 2019. And mm-hmm. big thing, yeah, woo, big celebration, yeah, celebration. Um, it's I'm very proud of it. But I will just say, virtual events is probably one of the reasons why I've been able to and still remain a sane and enjoyable person. So totally. if you are an event pro who's been hesitant to add that skill to your toolkit, just think about the benefits. You can do it anywhere. It expands your reach as well. I'm not limited to working with clients virtually who are just in my Seattle, Washington state area. I can also save money because think of all the expenses that come up when you're on site that you no longer have to do if you're virtual. Like Mary and I were talking about an event like printing. It's free to print from my printer in my house, but if I'm at a hotel, it usually costs money. And you can also save your body and your feet I think oh my, my feet hurt sometimes when I'm on site at events. <laughs> and even with the risk of COVID, it's not going away and it really could impact your business if you were to get sick or someone who works with you. So you're just kind of like reducing those risks. Um, and I am going to shamelessly plug Mary because I'm going to do a workshop series in January all about how you can add virtual events to your toolkit to level up your business. So if you're interested yeah. in that, just keep an eye out on social media. Um it's going to be a way to help folks just kickstart the new year because like our community over competition kind of mindset, I want to knowledge transfer some of what I'm working on. Can I just add on that for real quick? Because first of all, you all really should go tune into that when Logan launches it for sure, because I learned so much about virtual events from her. So I can testify that she is a really good educator on that. So be sure to check that out. Um, and then another, one other thing I want to say is just if in case you're still on the edge about virtual events, think of it this way. Like there are certain weekends, for example, this has been for me, Logan. I'm not sure. I think it's been similar for you. 
Like I've done like three virtual events in a weekend and there's no way that I could ever have done that with an in-person event with just me, myself and I, that would have been like too, way too much. I even like physically, I probably couldn't be in all those places at once. So do virtual, love it. Had to add that. Yeah. It's here to stay. It is a long-term investment. It's not a blip in the, you know, on the radar, it's going to stick around. So yeah, no, we're, we're hopefully living, breathing examples of how it can help you grow your business and you know, all the other benefits, but I think, Mary, before we jump into our business lessons learned from 2021, let's take a quick ad break. We want to encourage you, our listeners, to also start a podcast if you'd like. We do our podcast through Anchor, and it has been amazing. It really streamlines the process as far as pushing out episodes. It pushes them to the major podcast platforms. It's how you're listening to this right now. And so it's also a great landing place for a general web page for our podcast. So if somebody wants more information, we can send it to them. So if you're interested in recording your own podcast, we encourage you to use Anchor. So make sure you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. FM. That's anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. All right, Mary, we've tackled our event lessons. I also want to say lessons learned. I think I always, I, I love doing this because I think it just shows the progress you've made <laughs> in general. Yeah. It's like, I'm not even thinking like, I'm not, I hope we don't sound like we're on a high horse of giving advice for folks, but this is literally like yeah. tried and true learned from my experience and us doing this episode is as much a gift to you guys as it is to ourselves because I need to hear the words that Mary's saying and I'm saying uh, just to continue to kind of to grow and learn. So hopefully you guys are taking something like that from here. Um, But Mary, what's your first business lesson you learned from this year? Okay. So I have so many because this was my first full year in business. I started my business in 2020, but this was like my first full year. (laughs) And so I've learned just like so much. I really tried to limit my list here. So I'll try to keep it brief. But my first one, um, these aren't necessarily in order. So just keep that in mind. But one of these is that just the building out power partners has been so valuable. I feel like this is key, cultivating those relationships um, I've said it before and I say it again, it's, it's with people like Logan. I feel like these, these partnerships have been so valuable. And so that has been a huge lesson learned this past year. Um, but like I said, not only that, but to continue to cultivate them is something I really want to keep working on. So that's my first lesson. That's great. Yes, Mary, we always, again, that community or competition, again, part of my reason too, of why I think my business has done so well this year compared to 2019 is I've learned that when I work with other people. I also, it, it helps everybody. (laughs) We literally all end up better off. So I totally agree with that one. My business uh, lesson this year would be pay yourself. So I started doing this back in 2020, but I haven't really felt the impacts of this until 2021. Often as business owners, I feel like when I first started my business, I technically paid myself, but it was kind of like only as needed. And my lines were a little bit blurred between my business accounts and my personal. I had them, but I would sometimes, you know, I just didn't formally cut myself a virtual check, I would say, or do a bank transfer. And so this has been a game changer for me. I pay myself now every two weeks and it's really just helped me see my cash flow as like a business and understand how much of the revenue that I bring in from projects like physically goes into my account versus before it was kind of like, oh, if I just need extra money, I'll grab it. And now I've kind of standardized it. So when I'm really busy and I make more money, I'll get paid more as well. But I'm not seeing 100% of what a client's paying me is not necessarily going into my pocket. It's going into my business. Um, And that's how I do kind of my salary. It's based on a percentage of income I bring in. And that has, again, just changed the way I think about my business. And um, 
again, helped me be more successful. So think about paying yourself if you aren't already doing that. I love that. And that's just like why I think this topic is so important that we're talking about for this. So hopefully everyone finds it valuable because me hearing that, I'm like, that makes so much sense. That's something I want to start start implementing. So hopefully others are gaining that too. I love it. Um, my next one for business lessons is kind of similar to what I said before. And I think Logan even hinted at this earlier, but it's building your resources so that when clients or potential clients ask you a question, you either have the answer or you have the place that you can get the answer, whether that's other people, things like that. Um, or if you have like an event platform to recommend, you're just, you're just stocked full of resources essentially. And even full of solutions, those are really great resources as well. It just builds your credibility as a business owner. So I think it's super important. And it helps you charge more. Again, like Mm -hmm. if you're someone sitting here who had a really slow 2021 or you've been hesitant to, you know, really put yourself out there, that's a great use of your time. If you don't have client work, like Mary's saying, building that bank of resources of people, you know, you know, it, it kind of helps you on all angles as a business owner, but having those solutions and having a network and resources that you can go to is like why clients would hire you. And as part of why you can start also increasing rates and things like that. It's all, all helpful. I love that one, Mary. My next one is, I also, I feel like Mary, we probably should start out. Mary, you're how many years in business? <laughs> Cause I was like, one, one and three months. Okay. Yeah. So you're, which I think we're good. We, we're a good combo. So I just mm-hmm. celebrated five years in business. Yeah. So I think that's where we're like coming to with these business lessons learned. Just keep that in mind, oh, listener. Yeah. Uh, but for me, one of my lessons learned this year is burnout is real and needs to be actively avoided. And so this was my biggest, probably like negative trend of the year. I, I'm going to confess that all to you guys. Um, I had several multi-week back-to-back projects. And while I loved them all, I did start to experience burnout. and. I I do joke since I'm self-employed, I'm the only one in control of my own schedule. So when I have a crazy schedule, who can I blame but myself? And I also love saying yes to projects. I like love saying yes. I'm working, I've been working on the nose, but like I get, when I get excited about a project, I want to do it. And I just happen to have a lot of projects I got excited about back to back to back to back. Mm -hmm. So my plan is for the future to try to set up, uh, map out my year a little bit better and find time when I can recharge before even during or after events, because no one else is going to do it for me. I think that was when I've been digging in and researching a little bit about burnout. Um, there's there's no way to like solve it. You have to kind of actively be doing things to counterbalance that feeling. So just, it's okay. It's real. We've all had it. I also think it's a symptom of the times of having 2020 be like nothing. And then all of a sudden 2021 be this huge boom. And I think it's going to continue. Um, so it's great problems to have, but I just need to actively avoid burnout. I love it. Such a good one. Um, my next one is to – a lesson learned was to make a 30-second commercial. So like how to – basically how to pitch yourself. Um, this is something that I've mentioned before, but I've learned how to do it for a networking group. And that was really valuable. So now I feel like I'm just not caught off guard when somebody asks, what do you do? I like have a spiel and it's not weird. I, at least I hope it's not weird. <laughs> I try not to make weird. it not weird. Um, and I'd say that that seriously gives me a lot of confidence because it's scary thinking like, well, what if somebody like asks me and I don't know what to say? Well, I do know what to say. So that's something I learned this year. Yeah. Get that, that, that elevator pitch down, which mm-hmm. again, I think of beauty. We've talked about it with like how to present yourself professionally. Like 
you have all the tools in your computer to do that, you could just record yourself. You could just go on a Zoom or your own Zoom or a Google Meets or something, just hit record and record yourself and try to be succinct. And if you're not succinct enough, try it again, you know, and get mm -hmm. practice it so you're comfortable. Because um, that that's a big one, Mary, that you've already figured that out. I think I was like several years. I still now I think only like this past year finally got comfortable with explaining what I do because I people were like, what do you do? And I remember always being like, how do I sum it up in 30 seconds or less? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's challenging. Yeah. 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 But I think it's it's so so useful. My next business lesson from this year was writing down goals and little woo-woo, but manifestation really works. So Mary talked about her business journal as a place where she writes down lessons learned. I use passion planners and I'll, we'll put a link in the show notes. They have a free like PDF that you can just download or you can purchase the planner. And they have this thing called a passion roadmap. And it just gives you the, it's an exercise that's like for five to 10 minutes, you just imagine if I could be anything, if I could do anything or have anything, what would it be? And then they break it out into buckets for like your lifetime, three years, one year and three months. And I've done this exercise now at the start of each year and they put it in like in July for you to revisit. And it's really fun because it is cool to just imagine what what could your life be if there were literally anything could happen. And I've had the cool realization of a bunch of goals that I wrote down in January 2021. I actually have achieved a lot of them <laughs> in a good way. Uh, and that's just very satisfying and very cool to see that, you know, I was able to kind of fulfill them. And I Again, part of me is like, maybe it's because I wrote them down and actually like broke them down into smaller steps, but um, highly recommend doing it. It'll give you just a little bit of clarity. I will tell you those goals have changed year to year. So don't feel freaked out that if you write down lifetime goals that you actually have to fulfill them. But um, I found that it's a really good kind of guiding. Knowing my own why has helped guide me both personally and professionally. I love it. That's awesome. I'm definitely going to check that out. Um, my next one is to limit your volunteering, which I feel like is kind of weird, <laughs> but I think it's true. It's, it's a harsh truth. Um, like I feel bad saying it, I guess is what I'm saying, but like, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. The more you network, the more people not only want your business, but they want just you to volunteer and give yeah. your services. They want you as a person, which is, which is nice, but there's only so much time that you have. So basically, I've just like really had to step back. And part of it is because it proves itself. I'm like, I learn what I don't have the capacity for. And then all of a sudden, I just like suck at that thing I said I'd volunteer for. Feel terrible about it because that's not the person I want to be. So just taking a moment to step back and limit your volunteering because everybody wants you for free. Like, let's be honest. So you, you know your worth and you just got to decide what it is, what you're passionate enough about and have the time for to actually volunteer for yeah, I think it sounds completely normal, Mary. I mean, we've talked on this podcast, the the power of volunteering, especially if you're new, if you're trying to get started mm -hmm. in the industry or in a new skill you're trying to develop, volunteering is a great way to gain the experience because you often need the experience to get the gig. But I think what you're saying is so it's it's powerful though, because if you start doing that, people might assume that they can continue to get you for free. And so evaluating what you choose to do volunteer-wise and what you're going to charge for will help guide you so that you don't find out that you're doing a bunch of gigs for free. Because I'm with you, Mary. Like, There's only so much time I have. So there's only so many volunteer opportunities. I will also say if you're someone who has trouble saying no to things, understanding what what they're asking of you. So like for me, if someone's asking me to volunteer at an event where I show up and I just have to like put out place cards or I'm stuffing goodie bags and I'm just showing up the day of, 
I'm more comfortable saying yes to than if they're asking me to run their entire live stream. Because to me, a live running a live stream, that's something I pay, I charge for and I get paid for. And that's a lot more effort than me just showing up and giving you two, three hours of my time where I'm just doing kind of, you know, menial, you know, assistant like tasks. And that's kind of a benchmark I know I've used when I'm evaluating opportunities. And another idea too, if you really are passionate about it, is also letting know those people that you're giving free, you know, labor to, letting them know you could still do it for free, but letting them know, hey, this is what I normally charge for this for this year or for this opportunity. I'm willing, you know, to to um, essentially sponsor my services. But here's what it would cost for me to do that. Um, as a way to kind of like reclaim your time because yeah, yeah, people will take advantage of you for better or for worse, but um, Mm -hmm. you're the only one who can answer that question for yourself of what you're willing to volunteer and donate your time to. This is my last one for business lessons from this year, but mine was don't get up again, going in the kind of the woo-woo more emotional side, don't get hung up on life's shoulds. And so this is always a work in progress for me as a business owner, but I think it's really easy to get into comparison culture, especially when we're in the age of social media and we see the highlights of everybody else's lives, only the positives um, coming out. It's easy to start saying, oh, I should be doing this. And it's like, why do you feel that way? Oh, because you're probably seeing other people do that, but you're not seeing the struggle or the hustle or, you know, some of the less shiny parts of owning a business. And I just think it's, a very exciting time to be doing to be a business owner nowadays. It's been stressful. We've made it through a lot so far, but um, I think it's okay also if you do things a little bit differently. So we encourage you to step out of your shell here and promote yourself and do all kinds of things on our podcast. But also know that like if you found a way that makes you happy and makes your clients happy and you're feeling fulfilled and it doesn't look the same as everybody else's, that's okay too. Um, because that's I feel like this is a lesson that I've pulled out of kind of my burnout feelings at times. Um, like it's okay to take time for yourself. Maybe not everyone highlights that on their social of taking steps back, but sometimes that's like the most productive thing you could be doing is resting <laughs> and mm-hmm. for trying to, you know, find a productivity tool that's going to save you more time. It's like sometimes you you just need to rest. So just kind of um, challenge yourself as a business owner. If you're getting hung up on certain things, you're frustrated with certain things, like just kind of check yourself and see, is it something that you're hanging on to because the world, social media, whatever it is, tells you you should be doing that versus you personally actually wanting to do that. So I'm, I'm inspired. I hope others are as well. And um, I just have one more, if you don't mind. I can just wrap yeah, it up. You said it, that was your last one, right? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Just one more, which is also kind of woo-woo, so just going along with the theme. So, um, And that's listening to your gut, which I have realized is a lesson that I learned recently. Like this one is fresh for me. And, um, I, I like to say, it's like, I don't really know if everybody has a gut they can trust. I don't know that about you personally, but I have learned that I'm finally at the point where I can really trust my gut. I know when I get involved with something that I don't think is actually a good idea and I do it anyway, and I always regret it. So I finally have gone to the point where I'm like, I just gotta, I just gotta trust it at this point. It's proven itself right too many times. And that impacts my business. And that's why it's a business lesson learned for this year. So that's one for me. The last one. Trust your gut. Yes, that is. I'm, yeah, Mary, I've had so many similar similar experiences there where you got to sometimes you don't know why, but it's just like it's just a gut feeling. And I think it does take a couple of times getting burned for you to like really listen to whatever that gut yeah. feeling is or adjust if you feel like your gut was off and you got to adjust a little bit. But time to trust helps. your gut. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that brings that's like the end of all of our lessons. Um, Mary, do you have anything else you want to add? 
I'm sad that this is our last episode of the year. I'm like feeling sad about it, which is so silly. We'll be back, you guys. We're not going anywhere. But I feel we're literally just taking we're taking two weeks off for the holidays. We want to we're giving ourselves back the time. We're giving you listener the time back to spend time with family, friends, chosen family, just time offline, um, regardless of what holidays you celebrate. I do think like at the end of December is normally a quieter ish period for folks. So um, hopefully you enjoy a little bit of a break. But Mary, yeah, we made it. I'm Kind of mm-hmm. shouldn't sound so surprised when I say that, but like I'm I'm proud of us, girl. <laughs> I know, I'm proud too. And like just truly, I don't know how cheesy it is when people listen in here and say it, but like seriously, like we wouldn't do it if no okay, that's not true. We enjoy it, but it's really helpful to have people that are listening. So thank you. Thank you for the support. It makes it more fun. <laughs> Mary's like, I wouldn't be here if no one listened. No, you wouldn't. No. You would we, we started it. We, we said we're, we're just doing this for fun. So, we did. Yeah. We did. Yeah. We just said if we if we can get like more than two people to listen, <laughs> it's a win. We'll do and luckily, it. Luckily, it's been great. So oh, but also you. so I mean they can't we also started this because we wanted to be able to interview people that we know in the industry, friends, friends of friends, yeah. people like I the whole point of this is to learn. And ideally we're mm-hmm. you listener are also learning along with us, but like Mary and I also come away with a lot of these interviews or even talking with each other with actionable things that we get to apply. So I always feel like it's um it's super valuable. But yes, the community and the people listening, you guys also make it amazing. And we love hearing from you. Again, this is a interesting medium with a podcast because we're Mary and I, if you watch on YouTube, we can see each other, but we can't see any of your lovely faces. Um, and maybe you don't want to right now because maybe you're running on a treadmill or at the grocery store or on a walk with your dog. But um, we love hearing from you. Every single email or message on Instagram just brings smiles to our faces because we love to know that you guys are out there and listening. So, um, yeah, Mary, do we have one more bonus tip before we close out our season? We have one more bonus tip. So I will just lay it out really quickly. Um, the bonus tip is something that I am implementing this month of December, which is to save time to work on your business, not always in your business. It's really easy to get bogged down with the, the paid work, which is awesome. But it's important to continue to develop your business, continue to educate yourself so that you can continue to improve in ways that are motivating to you. So that's my bonus tip for the day. Yes. So exciting. Well, as always, you can follow us on Instagram at Better Events Pod. You can send us an email at bettereventspod at gmail.com. And we appreciate you all for listening to season one. We are going to be taking a break next week and the week after our first break officially and uh, season two will be dropping the first Wednesday of January, 2022. So again, we said we're not leaving forever. We literally already have episodes planned, so don't worry, but um, we have some really excited content and Mary, is there anything we should call out to folks to get them excited about season two of the better events podcast? Shout out to all the men out there because we're finally going to have some men guests on our podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we don't know if you realized that for our last episode, but we've asked all women on our podcast for season one, so we're finally going to let some men in. <laughs> yes, we, we love the women too, So, but yeah, I would say that's one thing that's sticking out about season two. Um, yeah, some super fun guest stories, I would say, that we have coming up that I feel are super inspiring, um, and we'll continue to like develop and innovate our content as time goes on. We want to stay relevant, and so we have just overall, we're going to stay fresh, so stay with us. Yeah, if you're hoping to start your new new year off inspired, get excited about our January episodes because they are great and have some good tangible tips for you for growing your business and hitting 2022 and making it better than 
this year and, and beyond. So we are so happy for you. So grateful for you. Thank you for lending us your ear and giving us your time this year in 2021. And we cannot wait to speak with you or be back in your ears in 2022.